You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 148 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast, and in today's episode you're going to learn a little something about the Beatles. Specifically, you're going to learn about the first time that they played together, and why it was quite a time after this before they actually came together as a complete band. Later in the episode you're going to hear the rather depressing story of the original bass player and drummer who played for the Beatles. There isn't a bonus fact today, so let's just get right on with the show. It was the autumn of 1960 in Hamburg, Germany. The young, fledgling group who had recently changed their name officially to The Beatles were playing at a local club called the Kaiserkeller. Hamburg was a vice-ridden city, a 24-hour-a-day, unofficial red-light district in itself. Hookers, pimps, thugs, gangsters, drug dealers, and various sundry characters and habitués roamed the streets during the day and came to the clubs to hear the raucous music and bands at night. At the time, the Beatles consisted of five members, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison, plus their then-drummer, Pete Best, and their pretty mediocre bass player, Stu Sutcliffe. During this time, the Beatles were playing eight-hour shifts at the club, alternating with another band that had come over from Liverpool called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. Each band would play five or six 90-minute sets every night, shifting back and forth. Although the Beatles had arrived in Hamburg first, the Hurricanes were the higher paid of the two groups, being the bigger name band at this point in time. Rory Storm and the Hurricanes' frontman and lead singer was a very colourful fellow who stuttered in real life but was able to sing clearly. In fact, his stutter was so bad that his friends often wouldn't let him do things like order in restaurants or introduce songs during the act because it took so long. The members of the two bands got to be good friends during their time playing together. They all lived at the Siemens Mission and would join together to go out for breakfast at Harold's Cafe next door after long nights. The Hurricanes drummer was a bearded, sad-faced but pleasant chap named Richard Starkley, who went by the nickname Ringo Starr. He loved jewellery, especially his beloved rings. During these eight-hour shifts, the Beatles would play for a stretch, take a break, a pauser, and Rory and the boys would take over. The stage at the Kaiserkeller was nothing but a bunch of wooden planks balanced on beer crates. The Beatles and the Hurricanes once had a bet to see which group could break through the Kaiserkeller stage. After several failed attempts to crash through, the Hurricanes finally won the bet by stomping and jumping as hard as they could before smashing through and laughing in the rubble. Bruno Koschmeider, the owner of the club, was furious at the two groups. As the stage was broken up, he had to use a jukebox to play music for his customers while it was being repaired. When the two bands went out for breakfast the next morning at Harold's Cafe, he sent a group of his henchmen over to beat them with blackjacks. The Beatles were to have many wild and crazy times in Hamburg, but more importantly, it was in Hamburg that they really started to come together and gel as a band. One day, unknowingly at the time, musical history was made. On October the 18th, 1960, one of the Hurricanes, Lou Walters, was scheduled to record a few songs at a local studio. John, Paul, and George were hired, for a modest fee, to accompany him and provide instrumental backing. As luck would have it, Pete Best, the Beatles' drummer, skipped out that day, and so Ringo Starr was taken on to play drums for this seminal session. The session took place in a small booth on the fifth floor of the acoustic studio. Three songs were recorded that day. Fever, Summertime, and September Song. The session was to be the first time John, Paul, George, and Ringo ever played music together. The session ended, and the three Beatles and Ringo went their separate ways. 
But on several occasions over the next year and a half, when Pete Best was ill, indisposed, or otherwise unavailable, Ringo would climb aboard his drum kit and sit in for him. On February 5, 1962, Pete Best was ill, and Ringo sat in for him at a lunchtime gig at a local club, The Cavern. He played with the boys again that same evening at another gig. Finally, in mid-August of 62, Ringo was officially asked to become a Beatle and permanently replace Pete Best. At this same time, Ringo had been offered £20 a week to play for another band called King Size Taylor and the Dominoes. The Beatles offered him £25, so he took the Beatles' offer. Originally, it was suggested that the Beatles and the Hurricanes just swap drummers, with Pete Best moving over and joining Rory Storm's band. Pete was, understandably, upset at being dropped from the Beatles, and refused the swap. Rory Storm was also angry at first, but ultimately wished Ringo and his new band good luck. We all know what became of John, Paul, George, and Ringo. They, of course, went on to unimaginable riches, fame, and glory, revolutionizing music and bringing joy into the lives of untold millions all over the world. The luckless Pete Best was to join a band called Lee Curtis and the All-Stars, which met with little success. Finally, in 1968, Pete retired from show business and got a job in a bakery. Pete, understandably, never really got over being dropped from one of the most successful bands in the history of rock music. Who would? Fortunately, although it took a few decades, Pete was to get his much-deserved millions when a few recordings he played on were released in the Beatles anthology in the mid-1990s. Pete started performing again, had a happy marriage, and managed to somehow survive happily after the biggest screw job in the history of show business. With the Beatles' huge, unprecedented success, many other groups close to them were also to meet with success, riding their coattails. Unfortunately, Rory Storm and the Hurricanes were not to be one of them. After a few failed records, Rory returned to Liverpool, where he was still a local star. But finally, after a band member died, his Hurricanes officially disbanded in 1967, at which point Rory took to a new career as a disc jockey. Rory remained in Liverpool and lived with his mother in a house he dubbed Stormsville. In the early 1970s, he developed a severe chest infection that made it difficult to sleep. He resorted to pills and booze to help the condition, but overdosed in September of 1972. It is disputed by fans to this day whether or not it was an accidental death or suicide. To compound his tragic end, Rory's mother found his body in the home they shared and committed suicide herself. If that wasn't sad enough, if you're wondering whatever happened to the Beatles' original bass player, Stu Sutcliffe, he died at the age of 21 from a brain hemorrhage resulting from an injury he incurred at a local concert. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.